Mike. Man. When we were trying to put together that goddamn Facebook account, apparently we were live that whole fucking time. So thanks a lot, StreamYard. Oh, oh <laughs> so many embarrassing things have been going on. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to an election recovering. Well, almost. We're still waiting on a few states, you stragglers. What are you doing over there? Uh, yeah, it's going to be an episode of some StreamYard. The, the uh, Nevada. Yeah, they're the Nevada streaming technology. Well, we got uh, we're gonna try and recover from uh, Streamyard. We're gonna recover from the election. Uh, we're gonna help assemble full gear for you. Put on some steampunk. <laughs> Matt, we're gonna be spewing goo Alexa style. It's another episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah, so we're gonna uh. talk everything. From the build to this weekend's AEW full gear. It's just not as fun to try and do that AEW guy. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt, we're going to talk about the proper pronunciation of Ali's first name, which I'm pretty pumped to do. Uh, Cody may have a last name by the end of this episode. Matt, we're going to talk the future of the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Um, Matt, easily our favorite thing about wrestling every year. And then, of course, yeah. Matt, brothers of discussion would be remiss if we didn't crown a winner of this week's Wednesday Night Wars. Matt, before we get into all that, of course, you know, we like to do a little pre-show banter. Uh, today, we'll be joined by a special guest, friend of the show, um, uh, Whiskey Stones and Maker's Mark. Matt, what are, you, uh, what are you sipping over there? So, all right. <clears throat> got, we got new appliances this week. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And we've been reorganizing the kitchen. So okay. a part, part of that is there's some things that needed to go in the pantry. I went through the pantry and found these old bottles of liquor and wine. I'm pretty sure liquor the wine has wine. gone. I'm pretty sure the, the wine's gone bad. So it's, it's more vinegar than anything. Uh, but I did find from last Christmas, Mike, the, uh, the last little bit of Maker's Mark that you gave me. And the last little bit of my brown sugar. Um, oh, that was a good one. I like that. So these, these two are, are now mixed together. And I mean, I've taken a couple steps. So I I might I may have done a disservice to that uh, Maker's Mark of, of mix, mixing something with it. Because it was a great bottle of Maker's Mark. But there's barely anything left. And especially with what the hell happened with effing, again, everybody, StreamYard. What just happened there, I'm going to need probably a refill. I'm going to need to go back up to that pantry while we're doing this and find something else because, goddamn, was that atrocious. Um, Mike, uh, let me shrink this down a little bit. Uh, I do want to let everybody know we are still going live with uh, our shop. Um, I have – let's uh, let's be transparent. Mike, companies like it when we're, we're, we're transparent, right? Uh, or, or we like it when companies are transparent with us. Yep. Um, you can't see Our, us. So what? What? We just got screwed by uh, by Streamyard. Um, we also are working with What for Apparel, and I'm. Uh, you know what? I have no problem doing this, but uh, they've also just decided to list all of our things as as out of stock. Uh, so I'm in contact with the CEO, and they're not out of stock. Uh, so I do have that confirmation, but. If you've ordered anything, it has been uh, on hold until this past uh, Tuesday where I got the CEO to send me the message that he's getting everything sent out himself. 
personally. So um, the shop is still running. If you have any problems, do not hesitate to contact myself. You can contact us at admin at bodpodcast.com. Um, and I will get it taken care of for you as, as quickly as possible. Uh, but with that being said, I just want you to feel assured that if you are looking for uh, some of the Brothers of Discussion merch, you can still head on over. And um, like, if any, again, any problems, you tell me. Uh, tell us at BOD Podcast on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Let us know. We'll make sure this stuff gets taken care of because uh, I, I could not have been more angry that this was going on with our shop. So... Uh, rest assured, if you did order anything, it is it's it's on its way now. Um, just to continue here, I do want to remind everybody uh, it's BOD Podcast that got uh, the facelift uh, just a few weeks ago. So if you want to check out everything we're doing, come and start. Well, yeah, brothersdiscussion.com or bodpodcast.com slash pro wrestling. And there you can find uh, all the old uh, episodes. You can find all of our blog hits, including our series of How to Watch Pro Wrestling, uh, which I think today, with uh, what we saw Cody Rhodes say, it, it's probably a good time to go back and, and read the uh, removing brand loyalty from the equation. But we also ask you to have fun watching pro wrestling. So you just click on the let, let me show you how it's done. You click, click on there's, there's the blog right there. And, uh, yeah, you have fun reading it, and then uh, you go ahead and share it with all your buddies. That's that's how it's done. That's how that's how reading a blog is done. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, go check it out at bodpodcast.com. And uh, the shop is, is all over the place, too. So if you want to represent the Brothers of Discussion, you've got uh, links on the home, but you can just go right on over to the shop like this. And uh, there's your I Listen to the Brothers of Discussion tea. Uh, the Brothers of Discussion t- t-shirt for ladies. There's I Am a Sister of Discussion. So we, we, we've we got them all, including our Reddings Rant uh, uh, stuff as well, our, our merch. So uh, everything Brothers of Discussion is found there. Uh, so you just head right on over and check it out. Uh, that was pretty long-winded, uh, but I did want to make sure we, we mentioned the fact that... Uh, uh, Mike, is is the lag still terrible with uh, my speech? I think it just came back right after all the copy. So all luckily, right. they, we only lost out on the ad copy there. Now we're, we're back in business. All right, cool. Uh, I'm not thrilled about that because I've had to go back and uh, StreamYard, you are banging it out of the park right now. Uh, <laughs> we, I've had to edit down some episodes because I've gone back to listen to them. And then there's like huge chunks in the middle that are just completely gone. So it's oh, just man. you and I going like, and then it's gone. And then we return <laughs> after like a minute, but all right. So keep me updated on if, uh, if it's still laggy. I, I'm we'll done. Do uh, anytime you see it, just say, Matt, you're still laggy. And uh, I'll mark it down on the. We got you. Yeah, we'll try right. and uh, we'll try and keep note yeah. of that. But uh, Matt, let's get right into it. Another week of spicy, hot wrestling talk. Um I don't know if this is really news, but it's just, I think just from the outpour of uh, people coming against uh, what was a tweet, uh, it's it's just something to just be cognizant of, I guess, because we always talk so much on the show about support the artists, you know, not the company, uh, but also, you know, be well informed on these artists. Uh, one of these artists being uh, Chris Jericho himself. Um, 
who was was baffled that this had never happened before uh, about an election taking more than a day. Um, he seemingly forgot every election in the history of the United States where we've almost definitely never, ever had all of the votes counted um, on election day. Uh, we've always been having absentee votes uh, counted days after. And additionally, you know, it was only about 20 years ago where we had an election take uh, quite a bit of time where we recounted Florida. Um, so basically what we're scanning at is Jericho just tweeted, you know, he couldn't believe that it was taking this long and people rained fire on him. Uh, I think deservedly so because he uh, tried to say he wasn't a political guy. And, uh, you know, some of those those beautiful creatures who, you know, inhabit the reddits of the world managed to dig up uh, Chris Irvine's donation history um, and see that he put in $3,000 towards this year's Trump campaign. So, um, I mean, kind of an unbiased tweet. Uh, we've got the funds right. behind it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and I'm just glad wait, people kind of came forward. Uh, one of the first ones being Chucky, by the way. I was pretty proud to see Chucky come out and get him. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot from Jericho this year that's been super disappointing. When we sit there and play the game, uh, I just mentioned that article again of how to watch pro wrestling. You remove brand loyalty. Part of these, you know, part of that equation is that all of these guys are their own brand. So you you've still got to keep that distance. You're still keeping, you know, keep your six foot distance. Which, if if you remember, Jericho didn't care about that. And now, uh, Mike, I, as everybody knows, who's the listener my wife is a doctor and every day we are breaking new records for covid cases now mike mind you uh we're not increasing the amount of tests anymore uh like our maybe former president uh was saying over the entire summer which was why the cases were so high uh it, it's it's already where it needs to be like the amount of tests we have it's it's been <laughs> at a steady line uh so just goes to show you that maybe there's a reason this guy's getting voted out uh, because followers like Jericho said, hey, my president's right. I don't care if my uh, people who come to see my concerts wear masks or are socially distanced. And uh, here we are today breaking another record day after day, breaking more records for positive COVID cases in the United States. So keep your distance from brands that are AEW from WWE and keep your distance from brands like people like Chris Jericho who, if you are, if you are fine and say, you know what, COVID is is not a real thing. I, you know, goddamn, I can't believe I just had to say that. But there's people that are that are out there that are not scared of of this affecting you. Um, you know what? If you're that person, go right ahead, root for Chris Jericho because that is where his mind is at. I don't care what he's tweeted since, but we've seen what his actions have done. Uh, but yeah, uh, just to kind of bring the point together. Brand, when you're keeping your distance from brands and trying to stay away from brand loyalty, that means don't let these wrestlers and the brand that they hold as a human being, don't hold too tight of a grip on that. Be, well, I be think, ready uh, to let go because if Chris Jericho has not disappointed you this year in 2020, I shoot, I don't know why you're still listening to this podcast because we've been pretty adamant about how we feel about COVID. Uh, about uh, the political atmosphere, and uh, now I've been pretty adamant about how I feel about Chris Jericho. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's basically just to get out there that uh, you know we're we're not really um, in bed with those opinions. 
Um, people like CM Punk came forward and, uh, you know, took a more G-rated approach, tweeting, uh, you know, pictures of SpongeBob making doy faces. Um, but people like Lance Storm are talking about, come on, Chris, I made, you know, promos about it in 2000 uh, when we were employed together. So I don't know how you forgot about it. Um, but one of the real heroes has been as far as, you know, finding a brand and maybe uh, having a little loyalty to this brand is, is probably the one for MVP, who outside of, you know, shutting up Chris Jericho, uh, also managed to call out Ice Cube, um, who, uh, you know, had discussions with Trump and was trying to get Trump to um, fund, you know, some black communities. Um, and Ice Cube was all up in arms. He didn't understand why people were so upset with him. Um, and MVP just basically said, yo, he's giving you an IOU uh, so he can use you as an influence prop. So you're just being a puppet for him. And I don't think MVP's wrong. So, I, I, you know, who knows what my opinion's worth, but I'm just letting you know that's what MVP's talking about. Um, so if you're, you know, want a little, want to know a little bit more about the man, definitely get, get to him on Twitter. Um, and <laughs> to be kind of a, an antithesis to Jericho, um, I, I don't think there, it gets any more articulate and sharp than the mind of MVP. So I don't know if we want to linger on this too much more, but you know, just something to put out there. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump into, uh, you brought up uh, Thunderdome being guaranteed through February, uh, meaning no fans uh, during Royal Rumble season. Uh, so, Mike, your ideas for more crowd involvement or countdowns? That's what they're talking about. I, I don't have them yet. I might have to, might have to hot tag you into this one, Matt. Um, but, yeah, they're saying that they're, they're guaranteed there will not be, the, you know, the usual fan participation, which um, over the years, the Royal Rumble, I think, has uh, gotten pretty close in terms of popularity for um you know in comparison to like you know SummerSlam and wrestlemania uh to the point where royal rumble is getting booked at larger and larger stadiums and it's because it's so popular and people love um you know being a part of the countdown um you know for all all 30 60 participants now now that we have um you know the women get their own royal rumble um and that's not something that's you know possible right now with COVID. And there's discussions, there's whispers, there's talks about they want to do something special, but I, I can't imagine what it could possibly be because I, I don't think that they want to have people necessarily. Um, I know AEW is starting to have gaggles of people kind of sprinkled around a giant stadium, um, and it's to the point where you know the the noise is uh, definitely a little. Um, you know, muted because you, you can't get that, you know, full crowd together. It's, it's a little bit like a bingo hall crowd. Um, and I, I don't think WWE wants that visual of, you know, a sparsely filled arena. Um, and I don't know if they want to just keep pumping in the sound from the loudspeakers. So I, I don't know what the hell the plan is going to be. Um, I, I honestly have no idea that the, the only thing I could think of is I just started watching uh, Watchmen, the television show on HBO. And then there's these pods you can go into to talk to Dr. Manhattan. Um, I know we've had the visual, but maybe WE will start having pop-up pods so we can call in, uh, you know, in the, at the end of January and, you know, let our voices be heard. I, I don't know what the hell they have planned, Matt. <laughs> you're, 
you're the blogger on our team. Yeah. What what the hell could they possibly do to get that involvement? To get crowd involvement. Well, they can't they can't organize anything like you said countdown wise. Like you can't have like fans do the countdown or anything like that. Like you, there's no way you're going to get that to work cuz you can't even get you can't even ask fans to like cheer uh, during the Thunderdome without one people not doing it, people falling asleep is number two, and number three people complaining about it on Twitter because I don't feel like chanting. So what if they don't feel like counting down? Um, so from a production standpoint, you can't you can't really ask for um, like cooperation from a group of people that are just going to sign in uh, through social media. So I you know. You said that they're planning on doing something interesting is like the word is the scuttlebutt. Um, so I, I, I wonder if that means they're doing something interesting for the match or are they doing, is it really they're doing something interesting for the fans? Because I think at this point we've settled on what can work with the fans. They'll just be in attendance in, in the Thunderdome uh, and, and we'll just continue to move on. Uh, but from a match perspective, I, I think there's some opportunity to get closer to something like uh, what happened with the money in the bank. Like, why can't we do something completely different from what the Royal Rumble usually is? Uh, you have these opportunities with uh, money in the bank to tell, this, you know, very different. But you, you talk about an in-ring story. It's just now we're an in-building story kind of thing. Like, it's, <laughs> we're just kind of changing that equation of what of what uh, pro wrestling has to be uh, or, or should be, and uh, you just get to insert some new some new elements. So maybe maybe the Royal Rumble is tossing people off of the top of the uh, <laughs> WWE headquarters, uh, just like Rey Mysterio is tossed off for the Money in the Bank. But uh, I mean, I I honestly like I didn't see Money in the Bank coming. I, I didn't see like let's do a full building, and I, I think it was because I limited like what is possible in my head. But it, it again, if it's if it's from the perspective of like a match, uh, let's let's record Raw and SmackDown a few weeks ahead of time. Let's have everybody quarantined for two weeks, and let's do sixty people. Let's let's do sixty. Let's have sixty people quarantine. Have them, you know, quarantine away from their families. Tell them this is going to be amazing, and let's just do sixty people in a Royal Rumble. And we're not necessarily going to have them come out every minute and a half. Maybe we can speed it up to being like every thirty seconds, which I think is going to be crucial. I think if we're going to talk about changes to the Royal Rumble without crowd without a crowd there, that's the kind of thing that they should be talking about to make this more watchable. Every thirty seconds, somebody comes out. So. So from home, you're you're just resetting like constantly uh, to see what's going to happen next, and then they're going to need to do some major surprises. They they talked about bringing back people that are furloughed, but if they can really find some stability from a revenue standpoint, I think this is the opportunity to bring back a lot of uh, older faces that uh, can just kind of bring some juice for one night. And we know they have sixty guys. Uh, I, I think they'd have to do some work to bring up 60 women. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a bag of worms to go through once you get there. Maybe you stick with the 30 women. Uh, but, you you know, you say this is this is going to be 60, um, 60 dudes going at it. And that's how you, you change it to make it interesting. And uh, I, mean, I, I don't want to do two rings, but maybe you do. Maybe you do like a, an oversized ring. I, and I'm dead serious when I say that. Um, 
you know, now we're getting into the weeds of like impact wrestling and how the six sided ring, there were guys that complained about it and like the logistics of landing on that hurt a little bit differently. But um, I think you could do like an oversized ring and like throw 30 guys in there from the start and shoot. Then you've got, you've got weeks of uh, content that you could build through Raw and SmackDown that are like, all right, if you win this match, you get to be one of the 30 guys that comes in after. And if you lose, you're one of the 30 guys that starts. And you have somebody that's really popular lose on a roll-up. And they've got to they've got to start in that 30-man um, you know, scrum. I mean, that think about that. Like uh, that's right off the top of the old noggin. Um, <laughs> we haven't gotten any comments yet or questions, but I'd love to hear anybody who's watching right now, like what would be the craziest thing you would want to see with the Royal Rumble. I, I'm saying 60 guys in the Rumble, 30 start in an oversized ring, and then once that starts to be whittled down, you start adding guys every 30 seconds. Boom. That is something I want to watch. And you you don't have to put too big of an asterisk on it when you're talking about like um, the world of pro wrestling and keeping everything kosher and making sure like it, it follows along some sort of formula year after year. So you, yeah. you know, there, there are people that track the statistics and, and, and track analytics and win loss records for pro wrestling, which is ah, just silly, but uh, here know. we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, they could play around with the, um, the number of guys, like you said, they could play around with uh, the size of the ring we could do something where, you know, not necessarily having to come down the ramp. You almost have it like a, almost like a king of the castle, and you can kind of, you know, enter the ring from any side because um, you don't have to worry about, you know, walking over fans and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of enter from any angle. Um, I don't I, know. We it, got, we got one, Mike. Because, uh, yeah. Well, Greg, Greg's with us on, on that Rey Mysterio idea. Um, so, Greg... Greg, I'm glad that you're back. We haven't seen a comment from you in a few weeks, but uh, he says to be eliminated, each superstar has to be thrown off the roof of the WWE headquarters. I, but <laughs> like that was that uh, you, you missed us bringing that up a minute ago. But um, I'm glad that now it's almost like we're doing a tally now. So Greg is tally number one for that idea. Let's toss. Honestly, <laughs> we could fight. Let's do Velveteen Dream. Let's actually toss him off the roof of the building. Uh, and accidentally lose him, but uh, sorry, I don't want Dream to die. But uh, I mean, th this is something where we're we're you know, I think I think with with that, I think you get a lot of buy-in from the audience because I I, I think it is going to be something uh, we we can come up with, and we we like we want it. I th I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like since uh, Greg's here. He thought of it without even seeing what we were just talking about a second ago. I, I think that turns into something where the fans are going to want to see something like this go down. They, they want to see if we can make it work with the money in the bank, we can make it work with the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing that WWE showed us, uh, <laughs> one of their strengths is, um, is, is kind of working that camera. So, um, like it's tough because last year was one of the best booked Royal Rumbles ever. Um, you know, with Brock opening up, you know, and eliminating every single person and in, including former, you know, WWE champions. And then, uh, you know, we do a, a kickback to his sh very brief storyline with Ricochet. And that ultimately leads to his demise against, uh, Drew McIntyre. And then the greatest year right. of McIntyre's career. 
Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, as far as the, you know, bells and whistles go on, on this coming Royal Rumble's, um, um, you know, presentation, you know, we could get creative with the camera angles, maybe shoot something more like Undertaker versus AJ WrestleMania. But I think ultimately it's just what kind of story do they want to tell? And is it going to involve Edge winning? Well, so that, that he can ultimately, Randy, so that he can right? ultimately uh, fight Randy Orton for that belt right. at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. I mean, are are we okay watching Randy Orton from now till April? I mean, Randy's okay. Mike, we we've gone back and forth. Like we've been super on board with Randy. We've been pretty bored with Randy at times. Um, but I I think I. If they do it right, I know if you could trust anybody to get it done, it's a guy with as much experience. And I mean, he's got the bloodline. Uh, we know that he can go in the ring. That's never been a question. the The question has always been, how exhausted are you of Randy Orton right now? So the second you give him the title, you turn that meter back on, and it starts to. Uh, so it, it, he does have, I, I would say, a pretty short leash for how long you can let him hold on to the title. But I think we're both in agreement. I, I'm going to say it that if he gets to the, if he gets to Mania with the title and he's facing Edge, who just won the Rumble, I mean, Edge is going to take that title and run with it for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think what they're going to do this year is uh, they're really going to try and pull out all the stops. Um, you know, if you can't get a good story, at least try to get, you know, your biggest stars in there. So, uh, you know, WWE got to do that last year with Brock, with Edge. Um, and this year, knowing who the champions are, uh, knowing as these guys get longer in the in the tooth, you know, how much, how much longer of a shelf life they have left, <sighs> this could be a year, Matt. Where the Rock returns to fight the Tribal Chief, so uh, you know I don't know if I need that in my I, wrestling life. I, love I still it. want I, just, I still want the Fiend, you know, to to conquer. But I don't think that the Royal Rumble is like a, a Fiend event, you know. Um, if, if I think he just you know because he tells stories on his own without needing that the winning of that match. As much as I love him, I, I don't think right. that they're gonna book him to do that. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yeah. I tried to interrupt you a couple of times and you kept going. Um, I just kept going. <laughs> I'm a train. If, yeah. this, if this is uh, when they can have fans back at WrestleMania, they absolutely should book The Rock. If it isn't, they got to hold on to that because that is going to be huge and they don't want to waste that at a, at a WrestleMania with no fans. Um all right. I do want to throw before we move on. Greg gets the last comment on this Royal Rumble conversation. Uh, Mike, the Royal Rumble, but the floor is lava. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the winner is either going to be. Uh, uh oh, we're losing you, Benjamin. Uh, or <laughs> so somebody nibbles winning that Royal Rumble. That's that's going to be a fun one. All right, Mike, moving on. Cody has Do a last it. name again because um, WWE uh, what, finally what dropped was, the copyright. Yeah, they... the, yeah, the WWE is not going to file for the trademark again of the Rhodes name. Uh, so Cody can have it back. Uh, I mean, kind of, kind of a funny story to 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 talk about. Um, it, it's 
it's weird because that was one of the things that you held on to as somebody who's excited for a, you know a new wrestling product and you saw Cody coming in there and you saw that the WWE would renew uh, a trademark on a human being's name so they couldn't use it on television which is asinine to me um but uh you know now now you're you're past that point where uh you still hate the WWE for doing it it's still a horrible like <laughs> crappy move uh but now at least like the only thing we get to move on with now is that cody can at least call himself cody Rhodes. uh yeah. i don't i don't think there's any redeeming factor to this for the wwe uh so that's that's it for my end i, I don't know if you feel like wwe has redeemed themselves i i, I hope not the only thing that i'm surprised that they didn't do is um have one of their talking heads come out and just, you know, make a, a public show of it. Like, you know, we realize it's, you know, it's time. We don't need to hold out of this anymore. Cody's doing something great, you know, so let him have his name back. Get, you know, get some, give him, give themselves some, uh, some fake, uh, good PR. Um, instead they just kind of quietly dropped it and, you know, the news wasn't even on the episodic version of dynamite. It was, you know, right before the dark matches hit. So, uh, right. There's just no fanfare on either side. No, you know, Cody, you know, uh, bragging that he's back as Rhodes and no WWE petting themselves on the back Champa style that they just stopped paying for the trademark. Um, but it kind of a little bit different, Matt, um, as far as, as names go. Uh, the leader of Retribution, um, Mustafa Ali. Um, very important uh is it should be that you you pronounce his name correctly um it's not unlike you know with uh old old uncle joe who might be our, our new president here in a few you know a few months in january uh his running mate kamala it's not you know any other pronunciation there's there's one way to say it it's not mustafa ali as uh mustafa was was quick to correct charlie um he wants his name pronounced correctly and i i think that's kind of a Something that, you know, we we um, uh, championed um, Jinder Mahal for, uh, you know, that, that kind of mentality where, you know, it's it's okay to let people, you know, embrace, um, you know, something that connects to their heritage and, you know, not have to um, butcher right. it, you know, like we did with Batista. And he, he was, ba he's Batista, and we had to change it to Batista. So it's easier for you know uh, certain <laughs> tongues to pronounce it as we'll uh, we'll we'll just leave it at that. Um, but you know, as you and I, we grew up in Dearborn, which is like the highest concentration of Arab Americans um, in all of the United States. We're you know pretty accustomed to hearing the name and pronouncing it, and uh, so it's we kind of get a leg up on some folks. But it's just it's disrespectful to not you know, take it seriously and not pronounce it correctly. So I'm glad that, you know, we talk about baby steps with these companies, Matt. Um, as, you know, as, as uh, you know, molasses they could be with their um, updating, you know, and being a little bit more progressive. At least they gave him a podium uh, to, to make this statement. My only beef with it is, you know, one of the few people that gets treated, you know, like a journalist on WWE programming is Charlie and she had to hear the brunt of Mustafa right. uh you know getting upset about how his yeah, name has been pronounced. You kinda you kinda hope that they didn't set that up 
Um, you know, like to 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 have her uh, just kind of put out like that. That would kind of suck. But um, I know what you're saying. Like um, that for like we're always trying to build trust, right? And anybody that they're trying to hire or uh, put out there as a journalist, as a broadcaster, and for them to kind of get you know let her be fed to the wolves like that was was kind of weird. If it yeah, was she was the sacrificial lamb for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if, if that was his choice to do it at that time, that is perfect. But I think uh, we can all agree that there, there's that element of everything being staged, uh, you know, even including uh, the CM Punk pipe bomb, we find out, you know, years later was, was staged. It was something where they said, you know, w with with smirks, yeah, go out there, Punk, and say whatever. Um, and he did. But, you know, to that end, it wasn't him going out there and sitting down and saying, I'm not going to do a promo. It was him going out there after being told to go rip into Vince McMahon. Then he ripped into Vince McMahon. So, right. you know, what, what do we do with talking? Yeah. What is it? You talking bring up smack the, uh, or talking raw? Yeah. Raw dogging in, I think it's called on the network after. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, raw raw dogging it with Charlie and um, R-Truth. <laughs> oh, man. No, you, you just, you uh, like I'm really joke. glad you said that. That was, uh, that was, it was a really good point about, um, you know, whether or not WWE, like how much they knew about this. Um, and if they were sending poor Charlie out there to get put on a, uh, you know, get egg on her face, essentially, um, kind of undeserved um, the way that, you know, it comes from the higher ups, how we're going to, you know, pronounce his name uh, going forward. How they tried to chop off his first name for the longest time. He's just going to go yeah. as Ali. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity to, um, you know, have a, a full identity again. Um, it's it's important. So and there's uh, I'm I'm glad uh, Greg actually has the um, what do you call that when you put the little dash above uh, your your bottles and whatnot. Yeah, can you see that? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how dense I am. I I don't even know what that thing's called. Okay, so um, I don't know if anybody could tell, but I, I I've been trying not to say Mustafa uh, just so I don't get egg on my face. Uh, all right, but moving on. Uh, so we brought up the one side of it that Charlie ends up being fed to the wolves. Uh, maybe maybe a lack of respect being shown uh, to uh, the female journalist uh, from the WWE's perspective. Uh, but from AEW's perspective, uh, one of my favorite wrestling journalists, uh, Kristen Ashley, who I've been uh, following on, on Twitter, uh, she's got Bell to Bells. I highly recommend you guys check that out. Um, it's uh, it's actually women covering pro wrestling, and it, it's a it's it's a really cool name to call it Bell to Bells. Uh, so in reference to like a Southern Bell kind of uh, idea there, instead of it just being uh, ringing a bell. But uh, you can find her at Kristen Ashley A S H L Y. Uh, so she got an opportunity to talk to Cody Rhodes. She asked about the lack of story for Nyla Rhodes. I think is something we've uh, uh, the whole women's division outside of Britt Baker. I, I absolutely, yeah, we have some questions about that. Yeah. This this applies to the entire division. This isn't strictly just this match, but it's good that she still threw it threw this out there. So between Nyla Rose and Hikarashita, um, you know, what's going on with this lack of story? Cody says, uh, I'm not personally disappointed on the on this decision. Uh, he understands fans are conditioned to expect stories in wrestling, but AEW will not rely on them. Hopes fans won't be disappointed with the match itself. Now, 
look, this is this is uh, Cody. Cody could definitely, you know, run for office. He is totally deflecting. He's trying to change the idea of us being disappointed in a lack of story into like, why would he even mention? I hope they're not disappointed in the match. We know that those two ladies can go. Why bring that up? It's such a like punch in the jaw, like kind of, you know, you know, like when you're arguing with somebody that you just met at Starbucks and they start trying to twist your argument so that you look like an a-hole and you're like, yeah, I never said that. I didn't say any of that. That's totally what he did here. And um, I would have done a little uh, fact checking and, you know, sat down and watched this uh, past week's episode of Dynamite with him uh, because all we did was see vignettes from Darby Allen. Exactly. We saw vignettes from Pac. We saw Kingston and Moxley have like a 10 minute promo. We saw Cody Rhodes have a promo. We saw the Young Bucks uh, have a promo. We saw FTR have a promo. We saw Chris Jericho have a promo. Uh, we saw MJF have a promo. We saw Miro have a promo. And we saw the women outsource their promos to Vicky Guerrero. So, there you go. I mean, it, you can't you can't see anything else here but just a complete, uh, you know, he's, I don't know if you want to say lie, actually. I was going to say he's lying. Uh, th- this really is him, like, having a planned answer. And trying to make you like look inwardly and go, uh, or look inward and and say to yourself like, oh shoot, yeah, it is all about the wrestling. No, it's not. We're not talking about UFC. We're talking about pro wrestling. Okay, there's story in it. I, I, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, there absolutely is. If you go see an indie show, the main event starts like in in the first the first ten minutes that you're there because you see some sort of promo to let you know. This guy's the piece of garbage, and and this is the good guy. And then you see them later in the night because they're starting to book what the main event's going to be. That happens at the indie shows too, guys. So don't don't tell me this is. Uh, Tez also had a promo uh, for Brian Cage. So oh, as you were. No, I'm I'm I mean it all it all just continues to add up. Um, and, and my point too when I when I tweeted back uh to to Kristen here was. <laughs> I, I said, uh, you know, th- this is where Cody's head's at. Like, stories aren't important. Now get out of the way while I, because I've got a 10 minute segment where I yell at Darby Allen. Um, <laughs> like, who is he trying to kid? Like, I think that's, that's where I'm trying to come to. Th- this is the final point. Like, what, what does he really think he's getting out of this by trying to dodge this question? I think he hit a point where it was just week after week saying, yes, we will do better. We're listening to you guys. And now Cody is starting to see that that's not getting anywhere because they really aren't giving this division the time it deserves. And I I don't know any other way. I don't know any other way to cut it, Mike, at this point. I mean, how we just celebrated the one year anniversary of, you know, the, the <laughs> Cody and the funky bunch just, making money because they decided to go on their own. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to come back to that um, remove brand loyalty blog. Here I am. Mike, trust our, trust our brand. Go to Uh, the podcast.com. Kenny Omega and Hangman also got um, promos. I don't know if I mentioned those. Uh, But yeah, there goes my joke. Um, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you did that. Uh, But yeah, 
like our, our blog of, of removing brand loyalty, like what you're starting to see is the corporate side of AEW start to show its face, I, I think is is my point here. And um, you know, I I don't I don't think I you can either just go ahead and start saying like, no, Cody's right, I believe in Cody, and maybe eventually it'll change. Or you've got to just continue to fight the system, and maybe you go to maybe you go to WWE for women's wrestling, and you go to AEW for everything else. But you know, if that, I don't know how else to cut this this idea because I, I think it's it's just something where now twice um, in in this episode I've said I I might be done with Chris Jericho, and you know, I'm getting there with Cody because that was a horrible answer to somebody's legitimate question. And, um, especially for somebody that I follow on, on Twitter that, um, I, I enjoy her work. I, I was pretty disappointed that that was the kind of response that he would throw back at her, right. uh, almost a lack of respect for her as a journalist as well. Um, I mean, week to week, we see the same thing. It's almost like clockwork with every Wednesday. It's a two hour program. Um, and roughly 28 minutes before uh, 10 o'clock hits, which is the end of the show, uh, you'll have the women's segment. And it's usually rushed. There's maybe one match or one promo, and then they're done for the night. Um, and this week didn't, uh, didn't exclude the, uh, the template. Um, it was the exact same thing. Nyla with the squash, and then she kind of licked her chops looking at uh, Sheeta, and then Vicky Guerrero came out. Um, to steal all their thunder, so it's just well, um, it's it's just a bummer because the what I've heard um, and even from the discussion group, you know, is that the AEW women's division is trash. But it's just it's something that I don't even know how you could make that assessment because they right. haven't really been given a chance to show you that you know they're talented on the mic or that they need some work. They they just uh, don't get the opportunities. Uh, decision making for the women's division is trash. That is absolutely true. Now, yeah. Mike, let's let's turn the show out of head. I feel like we've had bummer after bummer after bummer. Now I'm going to talk about another bummer, but I think it, like it puts a smile on both our faces. Mike, it has now been 639 days. <laughs> yeah, it's been 639 days, Michael. Motherfucking 639 days. 639 days. Yeah, they're called motherfucking hopefully, days at this point. Hopefully that's not how long we have to wait to get election results. But, Mike, it's been 639 days since this man's debut. I I sent him a DM on Twitter to see if he would like to come on the show and uh, talk about when he is going to return. But who am I talking about, Mike? You know who I'm talking about. Brothers of Discussion fans, you know who I'm talking about. Here's the reminder. 639 days ago, this happened. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Weighing in at 240 pounds, Eric Bogenhagen. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It was 639 days ago that Eric Bogenhagen made his debut. And uh, as I look down and make sure I put the right banner on the screen, I am here again to make the plea to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Uh, I'm definitely going to cut this episode, this section of the episode down again, make a video, send it to both of them. Get this man on my television. I don't know what I have to do. I've been watching him work out. Mike, we, our newest video, we showed him working out with his uh, wet noodles in the pool. Yeah. What, 
what else do we need to do to beg and plead to get this guy back on our TV? I don't know. I think what we're also going to do is uh, we might create a, a Twitter burner account called Wet Noodle um, and see if Eric Buchenhagen <laughs> will respond to those DMs because we want to talk to this man, tell him our appreciation, and figure out when he's going to be entertaining us on a weekly basis because he's Seriously. awesome. But uh, brothers, of dis brothers of discussion faithful, please, when we share that video, please like it and retweet it because we need Bogenhagen to see it. We need Triple H to see it. Even though Shawn Michaels has us blocked, we need him to see it too, goddammit. <laughs> Maybe we'll reach out to Michael Lincoln bottom. I don't know. We'll find a way out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mike, you know he's a member of uh, NXT, or at least if he ever came back, that's what he'd be doing. So I think... Uh, Now is as good a time as any, uh, since we have uh, more AEW to talk. But let's uh, let's jump into the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. All right, Mike, we are we're in it. We're in the Wednesday Night Wars. I, I think this is a go home show, right? This this is going into full gear for AEW. Yeah. This was a Let's start to come down from the NXT TakeOver high. We're in the middle. We're going to start building into war games. And I don't remember seeing a single mention of it besides the fact that Pat McAfee made an appearance. So it's actually pronounced war games. Ah, right. So I, I think with that, I, I'm going to be going first today. I'm going to be taking uh, the reins. Now, and before you do, I, I yeah. think you do go first this week, but I got to tell you, when I saw it was a go-home show, and knowing how wrestling traditionally books go-home shows, yeah, there'll be some fireworks, but usually it's just kind of, all right, let's make sure everybody's safe, you know, we're just going to show some, you know, recaps of what's happened to build these feuds, maybe have some people stare at each other, but Matt, woo, it was, uh, there's some electrifying segments. I'm really excited to talk about moment number one. Um, but as we do, Matt, for the Wednesday Night Wars, I know I love this format. I think you do too, but we do the top three moments and also throw in a dishonorable mention for each show. Uh, Matt, I, I gotta tell, I think you already know what moment number one's going to be overall for the week, but we're going to start with <laughs> NXT. Matt, that'll be moment number three. What do you got? Oh. All right. Number three, easily. Um, and, and when I, when I go through, like, I'm looking at the card again, I, I'm pretty confident with my selection. Mike, I... I put my selections down in the notes, so you get to prepare for what my selections are. Mike still likes to keep it a secret. Anyway, uh, number three, uh, I'm going to take this whole segment of uh, Maverick and Dane versus uh, Everrise and, of course, Pat McAfee and the Merry Men uh, interfering. Please, God, let that continue. Um, <laughs> I, I love that Bad News Barrett threw that out there. I think part of Part of why that worked so well for me was because of his accent and saying uh, Pat McAfee and his merry men just sounded <laughs> so great. Uh, that that better be their faction's name. Uh, but this continued with uh, a call out of Undisputed Era after Killian Dane and Maverick and, and Everize were all taken out uh, by the merry men. Uh, they they started this what was going to be a banner raising for Undisputed Era, kind of like uh, at the end of the Undisputed Era, right? Uh, like like you'd see with a retired 
hockey player and their jersey being retired to the rafters. I don't know why I just said hockey player because he could have picked. Oh, no, you know what? They don't do it for baseball or football. It's just basketball and hockey. Uh, so where, where was my brain going? Anyways, uh, they end up burning a, a banner that represented Undisputed Era. But, I, Mike, I got to say, this is my number three, not my number one. I saw that you commented on the NXT notes that this was another A-plus from Pat McAfee. I don't want to put it that high because I am so done. I am so done with these super loud boos during heel promos uh, because it just gets in the way and it doesn't make sense. And I think if you were watching a real show, people would, would listen to what Pat, Pat McAfee had to say. And uh, the, the what, what do I want to say? I mean, not just his volume, but I, I mean, it was, it, it was his speech patterns and tones really brought down like, it, it would have been a quiet mood. It would have been something where everybody was leaning in. It wouldn't have just been this constant barrage of booze. So that, for me, is what brings it down. And I really hope that it's something that they, they pull back on because it sounds just ridiculous. And it took me out of the promo. But Pat still fumbled, like I said, two weeks ago. And, and now he's still, like, hanging on this idea of trying to get the, the, the small audience that's there against him. And I think he just needs to throw that out. Just forget that they're there. And this goes along with the constant booing. I think that's getting to Pat McAfee, too. I think he did a much better job, and it was just him and the camera. But all that being said, uh, it's still a great segment. And it ends with Killian Dane getting uh, the uh, the kingpin treatment from Daredevil and his head getting caught between the car and the door and getting smashed. I would have loved for that. Like if Killian Dane wanted his release from WWE, that's how they did it. And they just put a watermelon there and just smash and just juice goes flying Jesus. everywhere. But what a great, wouldn't that be great? Like now you're like, all right, these are the most evil mother effers in the world. But yeah. all right, they didn't do that. But I, I, I'll still, I'm still going to hang on that note that um, still the, the smashing of the head by the car door was fantastic. And now I saw this mentioned elsewhere, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this was my original thought. But undisputed era has been in and out. I think there's some COVID issues that WWE is not necessarily transparent with. So uh, now they're going to feud with uh, Kelly and Dane and Drake Maverick. So kind of makes sense. Probably have Oni and Lorcan uh, get trashed uh, or interfered with when they're fighting uh, Brizango next week. So it'll it'll be fun to see how that turns out. And I think uh, Brizango against Oni and Lorcan. I did it again. Lorcan and Birch. Lorcan and Danny and Birch. Oni and Lorkin, man. Those two. They really tear it up. Uh, Lorkin and Birch. I don't know why they do one, two. It should be like one, two, three, four. Because there's four guys. Yeah. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have addressed it since we already have that as like a, a part of our show. Anyway, uh great segment, number three, but I think I've got number two and number one are gonna beat it. Nothing like putting ten minutes in a moment number three. And we move on to AEW here, man. Moment number three. It's uh, it's something I could have made the case uh, to myself that it could have been moment number two. But uh, it just it wasn't quite at that level for me. But it made the list, Matthew. It was Miro defeating Trent in battle. Um, I was uh, a little nervous uh, when Miro debuted. Uh, he came out in a uh, puffy white T-shirt. Um, he's, he's kind of toiling in the low to mid card. Um, but he's, he's getting fireworks in his entrance. So whenever you have fireworks, there's a pretty good chance that they see something in you. Um, 
he looked extra motivated, like he just watched all seven times in a row that his beloved wife had been mashed through a table by uh, Nia Jack. Because <laughs> he looked especially energetic in this uh, one-on-one match. Um, I love that uh, he's incorporating his Twitch stream into his in-ring taunts, um, that he's embracing his love for video games during his matches. Um, in WWE, he was he was famous for, right before he would, he'd lock in the camel clutch, uh, he'd say, Rusev, crash! And now he says, game over! And then he destroys your back. Um, but he looks like he's having the time of his life. He's never looked more jacked. Uh, AEW's giving him a real entrance. Um, it, it just really bodes well for his future. And I know I know right now he's he's kind of um, treading water until some, you know, some probably after full gear, you know, some of these feuds come to an end. Um, but the future looks really bright for Miro. And I was I was really excited to see him. I was really excited to see how um, how smooth he is in the ring. He's 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 just so damn good. He's a, he's a national treasure. Um, and my favorite new thing that he does, Matt, I don't think I mentioned, uh, Josh Roberts, uh, mentioned something in his, uh, in his, uh, introduction that, um, formerly from Bulgaria, now hailing from Tennessee, Miro. I'm like, oh, that's fun. He's, he's from yeah, Tennessee now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Matt, that's, uh, just moment number three from AEW. We're going to move on to moment number two from next uh, exerted turd, uh, NXT wrestling. Matt, moment <laughs> number two. What do you got for us? Um, all right. I will go much quicker than, uh, than the 10 minutes I took, <laughs> but it's, uh, Dakota Kai, uh, taking out Ember Moon. I thought this was a great decision. Um, you know, Raquel gets involved, so, uh, it would have been, it would have made all the sense in the world for Ember Moon to go over Dakota Kai. It kind of seems like they want to push her. But this is where, this is, this is where I like that idea of like 50-50 booking or or getting someone else involved just to make sure there, there's more story. Oh, Mike, how about story involved in uh, uh, in the women's division? How about that? Isn't that interesting? Is that weird? Wouldn't is, I don't know if the fans <laughs> really appreciate that. I think they just like a good match. <laughs> they just want to see two women in the ring. They don't care yeah. about story. Anyway, I like the story. Get in the it on. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm the only one. Uh, hit us up in the chat if you are uh, along with me for the ride for putting story in the women's division. Anywho, um, I, I do like that this means it's going to continue this fight between Ember Moon and Dakota Kai. And and, and you just say team kick here, so Raquel is probably going to get involved as well. We saw Raquel do that awesome job against Rhea Ripley, so now you kind of want to see her against everyone. Uh, so I was going to say her against Ember Moon, but really against anyone. So I'm glad to see that all of this is going to get pushed forward. It gives something for Ember Moon to do, gives something for Raquel to do. She gets another huge challenge. Like, think about that as your your first big, big marquee matches. One is Rhea Ripley. Number two is going to be Ember Moon. Super excited for that. Good outcome. Uh, Mike, take it away. I went a lot quicker that time. Number two for AEW. It really is a stacked women's division over there. Oh, my God. Ember, Rhea, and Tony. Uh, not to mention everybody Tony, else. Tony, Tony. Uh, where are we at? Moment number two. Matt, um, we're going to lean into some guys who haven't really been in the ring fighting, but they've still won us over with, um, I, I don't know if they're watching a lot of David Fincher movies. Uh, you know, they're watching Zodiac, Fight Club, but uh, the work Darby Allen and Pac. Pac is back. Uh, just cutting these darks, you know, 
you know, just kind of vignette monologue uh, promos, you know, by themselves out in, out in the woods, uh, isolated in, in, a, in a COVID-like basement uh, for Pac. <laughs> and uh, Pac is just all about this, this new thing where the world is rotten, you know, and he wants to do something about it. Um, I mean, he's already got the Falcon arrow. He's, he's already jacked. Um, he's already the bastard. But he just still finds a way to add an extra, just an extra little, you know, uh, detail, an extra little fold to get you that much more excited for this guy. Um, I don't know if he's going to make a cameo full gear, but I can tell you that, you know, when <laughs> the, uh, the, the anticipation, it is, uh, it is a blooming. Um, so I'm glad he's back. I'm glad that he's sticking with AEW. Um, I think it's a great spot for him to showcase his abilities. Yeah. And then Darby's going to get to, uh, you know, butt heads with Cody. Uh, Cody Cody Rhodes. I forgot we can say that now. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's uh, you don't want to oversaturate the product with too many guys who, you know, work out of the shadows. It's just the way that they've um, allowed Darby and, and now Pac uh, to set these up, they still feel distinctly different. Um, so, great job telling stories with the men's division. Matt – <laughs> we're uh, just a couple here, a uh, couple ranks away, and unfortunately, we do this every week. We throw in our dishonorable mention before the number one moment. So, Matt, dishonorable mention from uh, never uh, exalt time uh, wrestling. Right. Matt's NXT. So, yeah, this was this this was terrible because they let's we trashed. You know, we were mad at Cody for what he said earlier about the women's division. And uh, as you'll hear, you know, my number two was uh, Dakota Kai and Ember Moon going at it. You'll hear what my number one is in a second. But my dishonorable mention is Zia Lee and what they did with William Regal and her getting her notes and uh, wanting That's to be yeah, challenged. I love Zia Lee. I follow her on Instagram and like all her photos. Well, uh, when, she just, when she says what her storyline is and she says she doesn't feel comfortable talking about it, the uh, interviewer, her follow-up question was, and th this is the problem. She says to Zylie, I'm curious, why do you feel like it's okay to not tell us why you don't want to talk about this? And she's talking about the letters that Zylie has been receiving. Now, I don't think that's verb verbatim, but Mike, that's pretty goddamn close to what that interviewer said. She is so uncomfortable with interviewing Zylie. They did so little prep for an interview with someone where the main issue is the communication breakdown between language barriers, that that was the question to Zia Lee to transition between the moment where Zia Lee says, I'm done talking, to William Regal walking in with another letter. Mike, all you had to do was sit there and not say anything. And that interviewer said, why do you think it's okay for you to not tell me why you don't want to talk about this? What? Oh, God, it was so bad. One of the things that was almost as bad was the uh, ref involved in the uh, Cameron Grimes and Kushida match. Good God, was he terrible. That could have been my, my, my dishonorable mention, but this, this was the this was absolute worst thing I've seen in a between-the-match segment, like, uh, or, yeah, between-matches segment, like, behind the curtain, you can do another take. Why it was so bad, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my dishonorable mention. You look confused. Do you understand? Um, like, did I explain that well enough? Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm just heart, heartbroken. I'm crestfallen. Uh, Zia Lee is, is, 
as soon as she gets a real t-shirt and a gimmick, I'm going to be all over that. I, I think she's delightful, and I, I just wish they understood, you know, what kind of asset they have, and that it doesn't feel like they do. And it, and it, it really did look like they didn't prepare the interviewer, so I'm not doing my own research to say who the interviewer was, but honestly, I'm not here to call her out. I think it really is whoever produced that segment. Like, They've got to prep these interviewers for like what to do because they're not really interviewing anybody. They're just actresses or actors. They're they're just trying to like move progress the storyline. And they literally were progressing the Zyle storyline. And to ask that dumb question is so stupid. And it just shows you how uncomfortable they are with writing her stories. But number one, Mike, uh to move back Bring into that. Some good rescue news. that show. Yeah, what happened? Tony, Tony, Tony Storm! I like how you put it. Uh, but yeah, Tony Storm and uh, Shotzi going at it was was easily match of the night. Uh, I, or at least for NXT. I, I absolutely love this match. And the fact that they're going to progress some storylines here for Candice LeRae and Shotzi. And I do really love the idea that Shotzi's being distracted by Candice LeRae. And they didn't make Tony a heel here. But she's like, well, shit, I'm going to take it. Like... This was like good booking because it was smart wrestling. Shotzi's distracted. Tony's a person who needs to get wins to move up in whatever fake power rankings we want to talk about in NXT. And she pit, she rolls up Shotzi. Like, how many wrestlers should be doing that? Like, you shouldn't just go, oh, well, I'm going to play this fair because I'm the face. No, right. Tony rolled up Shotzi and got the win. It was, it was great. And then she consoled Shotzi and was like, oh, your poor tank. I'm so sad that it was destroyed. But, uh, you know, I got you pinned anyway. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, on top of that, um, some of the best moves I, I, I've seen in the women's division in a while. And uh, one of my favorites was the the back and forth of the uh, uh, stink face between the two ladies uh, where Tony rolled a shot and then came right back and see. And uh, that 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 was fun to watch. I, I, I'll easily for me moment of the night, match of the night. And uh there, there's some other matches that happen that I don't even want to mention because of things we've talked about for weeks. Uh, but even if that match was an A+, I still would have picked this uh, because this was just so good. This this was a great story. It was smart pro wrestling, and it continues the storyline for at least half of the women in that match. And uh, Mike, again, uh, story in uh, women's wrestling. How about it? All right, Mike, AEW number one. Matt, real easy. Before we go to AEW number one, we got to do that dishonorable mention. Matt. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Every it was time. A, uh, it's your turn. Well, blink and you'll miss it. It was the women's contribution to AEW Dynamite. Um, <laughs> Red Velvet and Nyla Rose battled for maybe half a minute, and uh, Nyla Rose crushed poor Red Velvet. Uh, Red Velvet, who went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the... NWA champion, um, quickly dismissed by uh, Miss Nyla herself. And then uh, Nyla made some licky faces, some uh, at uh, Hikaru Shida uh, to taunt her, I guess. And then uh, all that came to a screeching halt because Vicky came out and did her screechy voice routine. Uh, so the whole division's in the toilet. Cody Rhodes doesn't care. I, 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 I'm just I'm I'm bummed every single time another pay per view comes out for this company and they just don't give the women anything to chew on. Matt, it is a flabby arm with no bone in it. There's nothing to sink your teeth into. Just a lot of flab and. You can sink your teeth into flab. <sighs> no marrow. None of that sweet yellow marrow. Good for soup. You know. 
but that moves us on to moment number one. Matt, it was maybe one of the best promos I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I watched it four times last night uh, on my own phone because I was recording it to make little videos and stuff for the uh, for the Twitter feed. But if you question why is this ex WWE guy the champion, go ahead. Just I'll 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 give it a, the highest endorsement I can. Uh, just watch Moxley, watch the magic he put on last night. Watch the way he helped get Kingston over, and watch Kingston get Kingston over. Uh, with a promo where he basically apologized and explained to his mother the reason his mother doesn't have a granddaughter is because he wants that AEW title. And all he's been focusing on is that, and that's why he doesn't have a granddaughter for her to know and love. And it was just... There was uh, just electric um, uh, tension... Yeah, even even Jr. Uh, couldn't butcher this one. He at the end of the segment was just wow. Well, that was a lot of intensity there. Um, so he he waited till the end. He didn't say anything to ruin this. Um, and if you're unsure, why should I spend sixty dollars on an AEW pay per view? Matt, just watch Kingston and Moxley cut this promo from last night. Um, you will just give them $120 uh, to see how this story ends up. Uh, Kingston did so well, I, I could see him becoming champion. It was it was that level of commitment of, uh, you know, these two guys really, you know, digging in and embracing their characters, uh, their motivations, um, and putting it all on the line in roughly, you know, eight to 10 minutes of TV time. Um, I, I'm so excited for Full Gear, and it's all because of these two guys. And I, I think that that kind of helps to sashay into the Full Gear um, uh, primer. Matt, we'll get you all ready for it. It's uh, going to be a couple days from now. My God, uh, just, what, two days? Whew. Um, yeah, I'm ready to talk hey, about hey. it if you are. Well, I, I just wanted to mention, too, um, you, you kind of reminded me, but we got our first um, – how do I want to put this? I guess our first cease and desist came from AEW. And Aww. I wanted to get a video of Moxley and Kingston from Twitter. And it's because we were sharing those Twitter videos uh, a week ago. So uh, AEW, not not WWE uh, or shoot, even New Japan when we talked about them. I'm surprised it was AEW is the first company to tell us, um, please stop or we will take legal action. So uh, with that, let's talk full gear. Woohoo! Okay. What? What? <laughs> what do they want us to stop? What did they say? It's uh, it's about the content we've been sharing on, on the show. They, they don't want us to share any more. You know, we can't do chop of the week where uh, we're seeing Eddie Kingston going back and forth. So no more of that. Um, so thank you, AEW, for scaring us. And, uh, man, I can't wait to spend $60 on your pay-per-view as we continue to tell people to Can watch it. we make it. a deal? I'll, we'll both get the pay-per-view, but you let us do a five-second chop of the week. How about that? Uh, the the idea that we are affecting their ratings or people watching their YouTube videos because we shared a video on Twitter and we even showed that it came from All Elite, All Elite's Twitter account really blows my mind. But um, yeah, I guess I guess we really are hurting their their 
their bottom dollar because uh, we've been told to, to stop or they will take legal action on the brothers of discussion. Uh, fun, fun, fun game being Bring played it by on. AEW. So, Bring it uh, on, bitch. Yeah. yeah, I guess with that, make sure you tune in to AEW Full Gear this Saturday. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm serious, though. Like, that that really, like, sticks in my craw because I've been a big believer that when you when you are a content creator, we are basically doing free advertising for these companies, and I like to think that's why the Detroit Red Wings haven't come at us, and WWE has yet to come at us, and we've done way more WWE content on our show than than AEW over the years. So I'm a little bummed that I have to go and I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch Full Gear this Saturday, Mike, uh, and I'm gonna spend sixty dollars to watch it. I can't believe they actually think that we're cutting into their bottom dollar in any way, shape, or form. And to say that uh, we're, we're cutting into fair use, and if somebody wants to comment and tell us we're doing that, that's fine. You can bring that up. But we're also sharing. We were sharing their Twitter. Like, we're not we're not doing something that behind a paywall and sharing that. So I, I'm pretty disappointed that we got those messages from AEW. Um, I just want to share that because, um, honestly, I feel like that's going to go into my feelings to watching Full Gear this weekend because it better be a goddamn amazing show for me to not only be told I better never show their content again, uh, but also please give me $60 this weekend so you can talk about my show next week. Um, well, all the wrestlers are going to mail it in this Saturday just to just, just to despite me. Just despite me. Anyways, uh, Mike, yeah. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, so Brent Rodriguez did say um, he didn't watch AEW because of the clip we shared, and he said he was good when <laughs> we saw that clip. So it is true. We did hurt their ratings. Um, so thanks, Brent, for mentioning that. Now, <laughs> now Cody Rhodes is like, see? We got to kill the brothers in discussion and make sure we don't tell storylines for women's wrestling. And we got to hire Brent Rodriguez for our wrestling podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, what do you? Well, how do you, you? You take the lead here because you're you're our AEW correspondent. Oh, it's it's real easy, Matt. Uh, if uh, if a man is fighting, it's uh, it's got a pretty good story. <laughs> so. Uh, Pretty, pretty easy to do there, Matt. Uh, you know, we got some title matches. You know, we got Moxley Kingston, which I mentioned. You're going to have Omega versus uh, Hangman. You know, uh, another storyline there. That's going to be for the number one contendership. Young Bucks versus Fart for the tag titles. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hakaru Shida for the AEW women's title. No stories allowed. Uh, Jericho versus MJF. All story. Uh it's about MJF getting a shot to join the inner circle and maybe take over the inner circle. Ooh. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, versus Darby. Uh, I always want to call them Arby's. All the meats. Uh, they're going to fight for the TNT meat. And then you got Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an elision deletion match. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I got to imagine there's going to be either a a live christening or birthing in that match. Very excited for that. Matt, then you've also got Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Um, you know, it, it'll, the first thing I thought of when I saw that match was those uh, silverfish we saw in Texas when we were in that terrible Airbnb. And then, Matt, there will be another women's <laughs> match. Uh, Sans storyline, of course, for the NWA championship. It'll be the defending champion, Serena Deeb versus... 
met somebody we were five feet away from at a, uh, a bowling alley wrestling show. Miss Allison K is going to be on AEW. Pretty excited for that. Matt, let's start uh, from the bottom. We'll make our way up to Mox. It's uh, Serena Deeb and Allison K. You know, yeah, I, I know the wrestling's probably going to be good. Um, Matt, you know, if you really want to make me excited for this division, after this match, just let Allison K talk for five minutes and call out Thunder Rosa and start a, a blood feud on AEW. Matt, you yeah. on board with that? Absolutely. They're they're on Twitter kind of chirping at each other, so I'm excited. And like you said, too, Allison has uh, the Detroit roots, so that'll be maybe... Maybe she'll join. Maybe she'll come on, and we can chat with with Allison. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, we we've seen her in indie shows. We've seen her, uh, you know, on our uh on our televisions as well with her her quick stints in uh, Impact. So I'm excited from that standpoint. But you are right, Mike. I don't like this is something where with the backlash on the women's division, then Tony Khan came out and said, "Hey, we booked this match for the pre-show." It's like, all right, this doesn't give you a pass on uh, not doing women's division uh, storylines. And you absolutely could have done Orange Cassidy and John Silver in the pre-show. The Matt Hardy match. Um, let's see. I guess that's it. But those two matches, you totally could have won the pre-show. Any of those two matches. <laughs> right. I mean, this, this is still you saying, like, well, this match is bad enough to be in my pre-show. And it's not you. You don't get a pass because of this. And, and this is a match I'm really excited to watch too. So I guess I can be happy I'm getting it for free because I've let you all know why I'm so upset about the sixty dollars I'm gonna have to spend on Saturday. But um, no, I, I I just you know sixty dollars is a bargain by the way when you see how much it's gonna cost to buy a PlayStation Five video game. So there you well, go. Well, so Mike, what's the argument here? Right? Are are we gonna go on? Cody's side and say, well, the storyline doesn't matter. Well, then why is an NWA championship match not taking precedence over Orange Cassidy and John Silver? Well, right? in AEW's defense, they might have two matches uh, for the buy-in. So it might be Orange Cassidy also okay. fighting. So That's there, true. There you That's go. true. You, you did get me on that one. But uh, I I will guess that uh, that might In your face, sir. In your face. <laughs> Matt, who's winning the orange versus silver match? I orange Cassidy. I mean, it's it's like he's got to uh, win a match, right? Like, uh, yeah, that doesn't involve mimosas one of these days. I I don't know. I'm I'm getting pretty sour on this orange juice, so I I need something to change. I I don't know if um, Mike, you're you're a fan of, uh, or you were a fan of the Office podcast. Um, there's yeah. office ladies. Uh, office ladies. Yeah. One of the things that the writers talked about when they guested on the show so often was evolving the characters 10% every episode. And when they stopped evolving, which is when uh, Paul Lieberstein, I think, took over as the show uh, lead. And they just said, all right, these characters are who they are. We're going to stop advancing them. And now they're just going to have fun in this office. That's when the show sucked. So you need those elements of advancing these characters 10%. I don't see anything out of Orange Cassidy that's evolved at all outside of them saying like, oh, well, now he's had a full match. Eh, he's still kind of the same thing. Like nothing's really changed. So I'm, I'm, I loved Orange Cassidy, Mike, when it first, when he first came out, 
I was not one of the people that was saying, this is dumb. Why isn't he really kicking a guy? I get that. I love that idea. But something else has to happen. And I'm, I don't know. I guess that's my hot take of the week besides getting mad at Cody Rhodes and, and Chris Jericho. I'm also... I'm also kind of getting like the Orange Cassidy things getting stale. As as you know, we said even Randy Orton gets stale. So you gotta you gotta do something to juice it up, right? So same old, same old is not gonna work. I just like that you it. said uh, you gotta juice it up. Nice. Um, I think uh, I think they did that a little bit with Jericho. He actually spoke um, against Cody. He actually did a few lockups. <laughs> But right now he's, you know, he's fighting John Silver, who's like, you know, number four. Well, it's like, you know, Brody Lee, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, that guy, and then John Silver. So, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of falling down the totem pole a little bit. So he's that's it. Know. Like that's that's where there there isn't that ten percent increase. So that's well, I think I'm they like, they okay. kind of wound him back up, and then they're gonna get him back up to ten, twenty, thirty, forty. Oh no. You know, it's kind of like the actual juice content of um, Sunny Delight. So, Matt, moving on, it's uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an Alicia Deletion match. Um, the quicker this match is over, the better for me. I don't need to see old Matt Hardy wrestle. Um, yeah, I'm done. He could just manage private party. I I'm on board with that. And uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, Matt, hot tag. All right. That is not how you prepare one that is a, for a that hot is a, tag. What do you mean? It's a hot tag. You don't get... Oh, there's a hot tag! <laughs> Matt, off the top of your head, which is what we do best at Brothers of Discussion, Sammy Guevara's hair looks a little bit like a, a tsunami, you know, crashing down on the California coast. Matt, if you could name one other hairdo that, uh, you know, you think could could go, you know, head-to-head, toe-to-toe hey, with Sammy Guevara's tsunami on the California coast. Is there anything that can stand up to it? Matt, your thoughts? Oh, I was, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was Johnny Bravo, the cartoon from Cartoon Network. No, I want a wrestler. I don't want Johnny Bravo. Get out of here with that, Johnny Bravo. All right, another wrestler with a hairdo. Um, and I know you don't want to say Jericho because he had his little poof uh, when he... First yeah, debuted Fan, in Fandango is pretty cool. He's got style. Mike, nice. who do you have in mind? I, I, I feel like said. you're you're like the Pete Holmes of asking pro wrestling hot tag questions. You you ask a hot tag question, you've got somebody in mind already when you ask it. <laughs> um, that's why I was I was thinking Jericho with his little poof, and then he had that big gross goatee, oh. and then he used to braid it up. Um, it does feel like. I don't know. I almost don't want to pick Jericho after his, his last uh, public display, if you will. Uh, man, let's move on to a Darby <laughs> Allen challenging Cody. Don't not call me Rhodes uh, for the TNT championship. Matt, is Darby going over or is the new champion, Cody Rhodes, going to be successful? Uh, Mike, it, uh, hot tag. <laughs> This is me playing Pete Holmes. I was Mike, not even you, ready. Oh, okay. Do you think... Um, you can't just hot tag a guy? What is this, hot tagging? All right, go ahead, Pat. Hot tag it. All right. Uh, do you think there's a possibility that Cody like wasn't supposed to hold the title and Darby should have had it and maybe some COVID got involved and we just weren't told the whole story? 
Matt, you... You must have a doctor wife. Do you have a doctor wife over there? All you right. COVID, you COVID Car Car specialist, uh, you. <laughs> Carby. Uh, Carby. <laughs> uh, that's the really fat Darby Allen who does eat a lot of Arby's, uh, but takes off the meat. Carby Allen. Um, so, yeah, Darby's getting the win. Though. He goes to Arby's and says, uh, just the bread. <laughs> that is, you know what? We could have a whole episode just about Arby's bread. I, I think it is the thing that kills They do Arby's. use Hawaiian rolls. It is pretty yes, good. Yes, that was a good decision, but the regular Arby like, roll is is not good. It, it's if, too dry. Uh, they don't butter bread... it enough. Like They grill the bread, they don't butter it enough. So you just get this dry, toasted, icky sandwich if, bread. If our uh, Burger King correspondent, Brent Rodriguez, is still available, um, I know he, he has a Whopper like once a week. If he could weigh in and tell us, would the Whopper be improved on a Hawaiian roll? Let us know. Um, let Matt, us know in the chat. Let us know by uh, following us on uh, iTunes and leaving a review. Um, so, uh, Matt, Cody Rhodes, he has uh, uh, his wife's on TV. He changed his hair color twice. He's got already his third entrance song. There's no way he's losing to Darby Allen. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. He's got too much going on. Um, the skateboarding fiend is, is, is <laughs> he's not going to be uh, successful on this run. Matt, give me the roads, man, all day. Matt, that moves us into, uh, I guess we have to mention it. Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida are going to fight because it's, you know, their, their turn and the musical chairs are on. Matt, hot tag. Wait, we got a Brett Rodriguez says, weigh in, joking about my weight gain from eating <laughs> Whoppers. <laughs> all right. And uh, what did you say? A hot tag? Yeah, right. We all have a little uh, COVID tummy, but I do want you to weigh in on Hawaiian roll um, Whoppers if you can. Thank you. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hakaru Shida. Matt, here's my hot tag question for you. Matt, what could possibly occur? during this match to make you excited about the women's division. Matt, your thoughts. What could occur outside of what? What of these two women winning? Well, the outcome is not going to make you excited for the division. What during <laughs> or right after the match could make you excited to turn on AEW's women's wrestling this Wednesday? Um, AJ Lee comes in Woo! and attacks yeah. Ikarushita and uh, after she wins and uh, then they go on to feud uh, for quite a while. There's How's that? How's that for a hot tag answer? I will say Hikaru oh, Shida putting... Let me change it. Me change it. No, AJ, do it. You've already... AJ touch move. Touch move. With a touch move. Touch move. Touch move. All right, you get one. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was kidding. Oh. I was going to say Hikaru Shida puts Vicky Guerrero through a table and then gives her a crotch chop. Oh, look at that loyalty to Burger King buns. Yeah. Look at this. Somebody's excited for Boy Kiss Friday. Woo! He, well, Brent did say he'd try one on a Hawaiian roll, but he says he does like the buns. They're on now, so it would be tough to get me to switch permanently to a Hawaiian roll. Um, I respect it. Yep. But Got a bun, bun loyalty. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bun loyalty. I Actual like it. Loyalty. All right. Mike, uh, what were you thinking? You want to see a crotch chop? That's going to get you excited for women's wrestling? I want to see. That, Mike, that is the Cody Rhodes of answering. 
<laughs> well, not necessarily towards her opponent. I want an unscripted power bomb on Vicky Guerrero through a table, and then Hikaru turns to the camera, just you know, and then walks up the aisle with no music. That's what I want. Well, I think if we're gonna take, I don't mean to put down your answer when I say this, but I mean taking this seriously is like, uh, let's just see some sort of story progression. Somebody can interfere in this match. Maybe we get a triple threat moving forward. Like there's got to be something they can do, right? Like it can't be that difficult to sit there and say, no, this division is only about pro wrestling. You cannot tell a story in this division, damn it. No. So <laughs> there's got to be something they can do. Right. And that was my impression of Cody in creative. Like he's really going to push that answer that he... <laughs> It's gonna be Young Bucks versus Fart for the tag title. <laughs> um, I think it's Farter. Oh, it is like, Farter. Uh, FTR. Like, yeah. like a German. Um, on this, on this match, you know what? Fuck it. Give the Bucks the titles. You know they're a couple of young up and comers. Give them. When are they gonna get a chance? Well, Meltzer is reporting there's some legit injuries on the Young Bucks. And if they do lose, they don't get another shot at the titles. So there was that, like, of course the Young Bucks are going to win. But now that there's a legit injury mixed in, are they still going to do it? And then have the Young Bucks drop the titles? Huh? I don't know. Oh, are we going to see man. Private Party come in in their stead? I don't know. <laughs> I think they I think they'd actually like to do that because then they could do like another tournament and it'll be a tag team tournament. So I'm gonna say uh Young Bucks for that reason because then they've got like four weeks of content. <clears throat> I think uh this match I, I I am nervous about because I think they're really billing it as like, man, this is like the two Greatest tag team styles clashes you've ever seen in your whole life. If you love tag team wrestling, you better tune in. And um, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, Matt, what was your favorite FTR match? Off the top of your head, it's okay to not have one. Um, but I just feel like we, we saw some really some really good ones when they were still in NXT. Um, oh, shoot. I have to pick. I can't pick NXT because that's what I was going to do. Yeah, you can pick NXT. Absolutely DIY. Yeah, that was really good. And American Alpha and, and uh, Ooh, uh, the good, revival. Good name drop. That American Alpha met. All right, so here's the here's the thing. I am currently writing top ten best NXT tag champions. So I've just watched that match. Oh, you were ready for this question. God damn it, that's not a hot tag. <laughs> I'm literally, I literally just finished. Uh, and everybody tune in to see where. The now AEW tag champions fall on the list of greatest NXT tag champions. Uh, you might have to scroll pretty far down the list. All right. Um, but that Today's was a big team. day for me, by the way. I'm learning I might have a lazy eye. I don't know. <laughs> I keep looking no, it's, at myself. Uh, it's, it's the cameras. I, I I always think like my eyes look like this. But, yeah, it um, does look like that. Yeah. Maybe we both have lazy eyes because we're brothers. Matt, nah. speaking of lazy <laughs> eyes... Uh, Kenny Omega is gonna fight the Hangman, who uh, he's he's always drinking a couple. He's got a he's got a lazy, I don't know, a lazy ding dong if you drink that many. So Matt, this is a a feud where they were former tag team champions. Now they're gonna battle each other to see who gets to fight Kingston or Moxley after uh, full Does gear. Does that make you feel better? Let me see. 
Uh, your Ricky Gervais impression? Yeah. Actually, from that vantage point, you kind of look like Braun Strowman, Matt, when he lets, <laughs> <laughs> when he lets the puff start growing. <laughs> All right. um, Matt, if you were to bet um, the love of your child and unborn child, where would you put it? On You're not Omega? supposed to say that! What? No, you're you're betting the love. What did I say? You said my unborn child. She is unborn. She's not out Nobody yet. Nobody knows dude. yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Piece of garbage. Well, Brent knows. All right. So, <laughs> wager the love of your your birthed child and not yet birthed child. Who do you pick out of those two? I hate you. Hey, Move you know on. what? I'm getting you a CD of Stevie Wonder's Superstitious. All right, so who are you picking of those two? What am I doing again? Picking between my birthed child and unbirthed child? Yeah. I guess I'm going to pick the one that I've seen her face and hang out with her every day. What are you? That's not what we're just putting on the line. Ha! <laughs> Man, I said you got to pick. You got to wager it um, on Omega or Hangman, the love of your children. Wait, I so I'm saying that I won't love them if my. If I'm my saying kid... they won't love you. Oh, gonna, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess it's got to be Kenny Omega, right? Because they're they're the one they're that's where all the storylines being stood, right? Because they're updating who he is and they're doing all these new entrances and stuff for him. I think he's on his way to becoming AEW champ. Is he? Going to be the Grand Poobah. Do I ask you to run company? Again? Yes. <laughs> Champion is one thing. Poobah is a whole other, you know, elite level. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm on board with that. I would also make the same wager, Matt. Matt, that moves us on to the main event. It's John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Matt, Ooh. hot tag. Yeah. Will this be the greatest AEW championship no, match. No, oh. it's not. No. Because it's it's all about the story on this one. It's not going to be the greatest match. It's going to be a hell of a story. Man, and you know I what? No. Hope... One of my favorite matches of all time is The Rock versus 98-year-old Hulk Hogan. And that was not about the match. That was about the story. And I yeah, go back but... and watch that match at least once a year. I'm going to struggle to go back and watch a lot of matches this year. Um, it's really got to be up there because of the lack of crowd. Uh, and a lot of what sells, like a lot of the reason that we go back and watch Dolph Ziggler beat Alberto Del Rio and The Rock and Hulk Hogan is because of that eruption. Like you're talking about one of the biggest crowd eruptions of all time. That is probably why you're going back and watching it. Mike, I'm going to be erupting on my couch. Considering there isn't even an AEW network, you're probably I'm be not celebrating. Gonna Boy, Eruption Saturday. But let me ask you this. How many Time. matches have you gone back and watched over the last year and a month of AEW, Dynamite, and all of their pay-per-views? How many have you rewatched? I don't have enough fingers. How <laughs> you piece of garbage? <laughs> all right, name them. Name 10 of them. Name one that you've rewatched. Wait, it has to be from AEW? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Cody versus Goldust. I don't believe you. Anyways, 
I I think this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good story. I don't I, I don't think we're going to get an amazing match out of this. So wow, there it is. Man, you're going to be really happy about um, checking your bank statement on Sunday and seeing that sixty dollar withdrawal. Let me tell you. Uh, no, I, I I'm I'm. I'm excited to see. I'll tell you the the Kenny Omega and Hangman match. That would be the main event for me. I would make that. If Hangman ever goes heel, he'll be Hungman. Isn't that like super baby face though? Like, don't we want to see him pack his shorts and have this huge old sock bulge in the front of his pants? <laughs> Just look like he's got a curling kielbasa in there. <laughs> Adam Hungman Page. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's something we'll have to put a poll up, um, so to speak. We'll have to put a, <laughs> we'll have to put a poll up and see. Is it more of a, a a face turn or a heel turn to have a big dog? Yeah, we can do that. We'll throw it up on uh, on Twitter next week. All right, are we done talking about this pay per view that I was told to stop making content for AEW, but to also make sure I spend sixty dollars to watch their fucking pay per view? <laughs> are we done talking about those? Uh yes, we're also. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, <laughs> Don't tag AEW in anything you share, brothers, a discussion related. Oh, my God, please. Uh, I mean, I put the hashtag AEW on this. And then, of course, you can see in the corner I put AEW Full Gear because that's <laughs> my we're producing a we're producing Full Gear. I don't know if you know that, uh, but we all the revenue comes our way. Um, God damn. What a fucking piece I of shit. I didn't see Whoever. it somehow. Is it is it in the in Twitter somehow? No, it's it? uh, it's a, it's through our email. But I'll, I'll show like try and go watch our last podcast episode. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. It's it's been taken off Facebook. Um, so, anyways, what? Now I'm all tongue tied. Go to BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com to follow along with the storyline of the one podcast that's been told to stop talking about AEW because we're taking money from them somehow. Um, <laughs> maybe because we're running Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho down the whole time. Anyway, yeah. wrestling wrestling is for everyone at AEW except for the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, so find us again at BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, on Twitter at BODpodcast, on Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And uh, find our shop at BODpodcast.com. And uh, you know what? The holidays are coming up. I suggest with what I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to get your friends and family, Brothers of Discussion merch for Christmas, buy it now. Yeah, that's right. We're already looking for new uh, merch folks. Any uh, you can trust it now, but God damn it. Uh, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Mike, any parting words? Um, Keep it short. not without the express written consent of all elite wrestling. <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in.